You're listening to Much About Nothing. Hey guys. What's going on? This Hi. is Bon. This is Diane. And we have a guest today. The first guest. The first guest. What's your name? My name is Sarah. Oh. Hi. Sarah's a good friend of mine. I mean, we've known each other for a minute, I have to say. Yep. It's been, I was actually thinking about it, like how long we've known each other. I mean, when, how did we meet? I, it's a funny story. I stalked you. Uh huh. Um, at your SVA graduation show. Really? And, yep. The, and one, the one with the White Castle burgers? I don't know. Did I don't even hear? remember. How do you know about that? I know everything, Vaughn. Don't worry about it. Just keep going. <laughs> Wait, how did you know about <laughs> don't that? Worry, don't worry, Sarah. Keep going. Tell the story. Um, no, I stalked because I just like go to the graduation shows and I found you. And then I was working at that terrible brand that will not be named. Oh, yes. I and remember. <laughs> and then I asked you in for a meeting and it was like uh, the most disgusting office in the world. And I think you were terrified and didn't pr- speak to me for a few years and then we've reconnected. Yes. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, I, okay, I do remember. Right? Uh, yes. That's. I think that's how I remember it. And then, I don't know, we have a bunch of mutual friends. We have a bunch of mutual friends. I feel like we've reconnected recently over cryptocurrency and, and, oh, we're and talk face about masks. That. Now, now, yeah, we're going <laughs> to talk about that. You reminded me about that whole incident. Cryptocurrency? I mean, your incident where you're freaking out Oh, yeah. I lost my, uh, what is it? A wallet. Crypto, crypto wallet. Crypto wallet. With hundreds of thousands of dollars of cryptocurrency. Oh, you're the Aussie girl who yes. buy the do house remember, with do the crypto or whatever? You, yes. Yeah. That, was me. Yeah, that was me who didn't buy a house ah, with crypto. Okay, okay. Uh, no, you, you were like a legendary figure <laughs> oh. among our conversation circles. Oh, no. Because Bob was, was like, I knew a girl. Who almost got rich. Who almost got rich. Well, yeah. that was me. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. I mean, our experience was it. I mean, Diane knows knows my experience. That was it. fun. That was fun. It was, it was super fun. It was like a fun two months. Cryptocurrency. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, yeah. I knew like that a lot January, of, December. Oof. Yeah. And then I lost my wallet. Anyway. Oh, that's fine. I got trolled on Reddit. It was bad. Oh yeah. yeah. Basically, I mean, I would stay up super late. <laughs> oh yeah. I know so many people who just like lost their lives to cryptocurrency. Oh yeah. yeah. Do you anyway, still have it? Um. Yeah, it's on this wallet that I have one more attempt, password attempt. Oh wait, you, I thought you unlocked it. No, I found I found the password, but I'm so terrified that it's like potentially the wrong one. Mm. And if I if I op- if I try and open it and it's not right, then I actually lose all the money. So anyway, I'm I'm blocking it out of my mind for the moment. Oh. It exists somewhere in a drawer somewhere. Need to undergo hypnosis. <sighs> like cross check it Look, with your I memory. Don't, it's it's yeah. a sore subject. I mean, <laughs> hey, I mean, we, there was, a, it was, it was exciting, but then I don't think about it. I still have my wallet. I haven't. You have, do you have any left? I mean, yeah, nag. I'm like super nag, but I just don't yeah. look at it anymore. I know. I told well, you to sell, sell, man. I mean, yeah. Did you make high. money? Me? Uh, no, I didn't lose money though. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's the main thing. Yeah. Oh my God, my dog's barking. Well, technically Bond didn't lose any money either because none of us sold. Mm. So the value of the actual crypto is down. Right on, yeah. but we're but we still haven't sold. haven't sold it, so it's not. We haven't locked in the loss. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, who knows? Post Corona, it might be worth something. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I yeah. mean, so Sarah, do you do a bit of an introduction of like who you are, what you do? Just something brief. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, tell us about yourself. Um. Okay. My name is Sarah. I am Australian. I have lived in New York for. Uh, what is it now? Uh, 11 years we're just looking at a 
a French bulldog going around in circles. Um, yeah, I lived in New York for 11 years. I work in advertising. I'm, I currently work for Adidas Originals as their global design director um, and do a lot of creative projects on the side. And that's how I guess Bon and I are connected. Nice. All right, coming here from Australia. Yeah, where, where, like uh, your girlfriend. Yeah. Where from, where from Australia? Exactly. I'm from a terrible place called the Gold Coast. Gold Coast, nice. You it's know not it? that bad. You've been, uh, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Is, that in Queens- well, is that in Queensland? Yeah, it's yeah. actually really close to where, where she's been. from. Yeah. Okay. But it's like trashy, like mm, Miami mixed with Jersey Shore. Oh, nice. Obviously, I fit in really well. Yeah, yeah. Great. I mean, Byron has become cool, right? No, Byron. No, it's it. Byron's nice. It's just like the Gold Coast just missed. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. No, I don't want to say anything bad in case people are listening and then I, mm. I get shit talked. But it's I'm, not ideal. Hence why it's not I ideal. But then you you, you made it out here, right? I'm I I got out of there and now I'm here and I have a green card and I can. Oh shit! You got a green card. Yeah, Did I got you? it right before Trump got elected. Okay. And then, because I was like, I don't know about this guy. Mm. And then... Good move. Yeah, lucky I did because it's really hard now. Lottery or... No, no, no. I got it on my own volition. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can either get married, your job sponsors you, you win it in the lottery, or you get it on your own. And I got it on my own. So it's like, it's actually kind of a big deal. And I can get my... um, Citizenship next year, but who knows what will happen with that. Shit, that's so... I mean, did you hear about Donald Trump's announcement yesterday? Yeah, with the visas and stuff. Yeah, so he... Did you hear about it? H-1B-1? H-1B-1, uh, J-1B is like... I feel bad for that visa because yeah. it always gets fucked. Like, in every situation, it's like, H-1B's out. Isn't that the high-skilled workers? It's like the high... The, it's like tech. The Indian basically. and Chinese engineers? Yeah, 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 yeah basically. Right, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you so know... Asian. Not artists, yeah. though. Right, right. Okay. The artist was, was what? The oh, one. Oh, one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one's safe apparently. We need yeah. artists, but not engineers. Or I know, scientists. I know a few Japanese people. They they come into to that one. Are you Japanese? I'm not Japanese. Yeah, my wow, parents my parents are from Korea. Oh, so there are uh, sworn enemies now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been, I've been I've been to Japan. I lived in Japan. It's a wonderful wonderful country. Yeah, yeah, lived really in nice. Japan. Yeah, he's, he's fluent in Japan. He's fluent in Spanish. Wow. What else? Oh, dude. You have a girlfriend? That's like false advertising. <laughs> it's like I can I can make a cute girl giggle in Spanish, but I can't do anything more than that. Oh. Like that's all you need to know. If you do can you make like a, girl, a Latina lady, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's the reason I do. They're like Spanish, French, or Latin mm. in junior high school. So I'm like, what your your? It's like your language, like oh, what you got to oh, oh. study right. as like a language. And I was like, well, French girls, they're kind of like thin and they they smoke a lot. Oh, but like you lat- like a thick lady. Yeah, but the Latin girls, they're like. The Latin, Latina girls, they're Ooh. like, they have fat asses, <laughs> you know what I mean? And and they're sexy. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going I'm gonna I'm gonna go to, yeah, I'm going to go there. And there's more of them. There's Says more girls. 13-year-old self. Yeah, there's more <laughs> girls that speak Spanish. So I was like, that's that's the move. Mm, how's that worked out for you? Uh, it's pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have to make my way to Colombia. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that will be, that'll be the, the crowning achievement. Okay, good. In my good romantic for you. history. Thank you. Thank you. But what's the j- just as a qu- as a question? What's um in Australia? What's like the second most studied language? Is um, there after English? I think now Chinese. Is we Chinese? we uh-huh. learned we learned Japanese in school, which was oh, not super useful, and then we did Italian, which is also it, it's just Australia oh. so far away. It's like right, no right. language is useful, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, or Kiwi, whatever they speak. Well, now I think I ne- with it's all the immigration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now with the immigration, I think you have to learn Chinese, which is. Dude, I'm Mandarin Chinese. Like that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chinese, it's Chinese mini Chinatown. Every city you go to, there's no. a fucking huge Chinatown. It's yeah. it's kind of 
amazing, but also it's just like, damn, this is kind of crazy how China has taken over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the influx of money yeah. of the, that they bring into Australia is kind of crazy. They crazy. just, uh, yeah. Like anyway. You go to Sydney and like, there's their Chinatown's like huge, huge. Yeah, no, I bet. Signs and Chinese Have you only. Been dude. To Australia? I've been to Australia. I've been to Cairns and Sydney. I went to uh, Cairns, not great. Yeah, there was like, yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty sleepy town. Yeah. But I was like, <laughs> if you want to scuba dive in the Great Barrier Reef, that's mm. where you need to go. Mm-mm-mm. And they were like, it's going to die next year. Yeah. So then I went and I scuba dived. It was amazing. I saw Nemo and everything. Yeah. And then the next day, like, they were like, it's dead. Oh. I'm like, oh, I'm glad I did that. <laughs> I haven't even done that. Yeah, but no, it's, it's good. It's good. Well, it's like Galapagos Islands. You know, like uh, you can't yeah, go anymore. Yeah, yeah, because all the tourists, when they opened it up, they, like, they, they trampled over it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Anyway. I mean, he went uh, deep sea diving in the dark with great whites. That's my yeah, true yeah. worst nightmare. Oh no! It, the thing is, like, <laughs> it's terrifying. But then once you like dive into like the dark, why did black you do water, this? Because uh, they said it was fun. So now, like, Who's I was they? checking it. Um, like the very <laughs> uh, nice, friendly bogan Aussies. <laughs> <That's laughs> yeah. The bogans tell you to do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so they give you like a little torch, mm-hmm. and then and then the the pitch black sea at night, and you just this jump off the boat. My yeah. Literally my worst nightmare. Because the sharks feed, they go hunting at night, so oh, you can good, hear the excellent. you can hear the crunching <laughs> of the bones. Oh, because yeah, the sound is amplified. No, no, you just because uh, the the sharks are actually very good. they're not they don't mess with humans at all. What? Yeah, yeah. no, it's actually really. <laughs> you fun. You sound insane. It's really no, it's really fun. It's really interesting. Well, I won't yeah. be doing that. But yeah. anyway, so yeah. Mandarin. That's actually it's, it's good. It's a good language to learn. I mean, yeah, that's like I mean, in like in in like. Geopolitics. I feel like the the one question that Aussies have to answer in the twenty first century mm. is like, are they going to align themselves with Asia, or are they going to keep the traditional, you know, like siding with the the whole UK Anglosphere? Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Five Eyes and all that. But that Chinese money, it's very, <laughs> it's tempting. very good. Yeah, it's just so good because you guys have so many resources and they have such an appetite for it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's gonna happen, but you guys speak English, you guys. <laughs> I mean, guys are on our good side. Good education. Good education, yeah. yeah. Good. There's a good system there, you yeah. know? All that land. We'll see post, you know, COVID and all of this what happens because right. America hasn't been, you know, the best ally. No, I mean, here's the thing. America, America hasn't we're still white, you know? The chi- <laughs> Chinese, they're not white. No. <laughs> That's like, it's like that that physical barrier, you know? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't think it's going to work out. <laughs> Just like sell, keep selling them the iron ore. Or in the the, ba- the beef, like, did and the you, pork. Did you hear? Did you hear the like China wanted to buy this huge solar green energy company from Australia for like billions? They like just straight up were like, "We'll give you this amount yeah. for this company." They and said no. Australia was almost said yes, but then they're like, "Actually, wait." They don't want a Chinese <laughs> company taking over like a local yes. company, right? Yeah, because right. okay. they're just gonna leave it there and yeah, just no. like basically farm it out. But no, that's um, tough. It's tough. Yeah. They, they, it was a smart move, I think, you know, but I mean, back to you coming, coming to New York. It's been, yeah. yeah why, why did you, why did you come to I'm from the Gold Coast. <laughs> <laughs> but, but not like uh, California or London or Europe. Or no, I don't know. I just always, no. I have, I don't know why. I just always wanted to come to New York and I hadn't even been here. I was just like, that's a good a vibe. Oh, yeah, so it was like your first time in America too. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, no, I think, uh. I think in Australia, people tend to, at, le- at least my experience, is, you know, there's not that much going on for the most part and people get, like, very involved in your business mm-hmm. and, like, 
the thing I think I was always attracted to about New York was like you can be whoever you want to be, mm. whenever you want to be it, and you know within the span of even one day you can like go uptown and do that fancy thing. You can go to a fucking rave in Bushwick. You can go, you know, like you can. Right. The the proximity to be very different people and do different things like really appealed to me. And like everyone's too busy trying to survive that they don't give a fuck about what you're doing. So. I I think I was always attracted to that level of sort of like freedom. Mm-hmm. And in a weird way, like you're anonymous, but also not at the s- like you can be anonymous if you want, but also not at the same time. I don't know. I mean, what does your family think? Because I know, I mean, Australia's on the other end of the world and it's like, you know, is it, are you the I only family member that's like, I'm, I'm, I'm out? I'm the only child generation only ch- I, it was just never an option it was like i will be leaving and right. off i go like th- it was there was never a discussion i don't like i don't know it was just always known that like i would not stay there mm-hmm. um which is i think weird because i think a lot of australians like the plan is always like go travel but the end goal is to go back home come, come back and for me that's just not really an- i don't know i feel like much more comfortable in new york i feel like this is my home I feel like very uncomfortable in Australia. Mm-hmm. Like I just feel like weird when I go there. Um, it's too so lo- local. No, I don't yeah. know what it is. I think it's just a combination of like, I don't really connect with beach culture per se. I'm like really white. Oh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> no, I am. Yeah, and like, it, it, it bi- like bi- going to the beach is like a huge part of the, c- it sounds like very superficial and fickle, but like, I'm, I mean, you probably understand. Like I'm not, I'm not a beach person at all. I'm just so. But I, like I, you've I'm been to Australia. I mean, and yes, your the girlfriend's beach Australian, like and she's from a similar. Like you get it. Like yeah, yeah, your yeah, whole yeah. life revolves around the beach, which, mm. again, it sounds very stupid, but like it's not my vibe. Right. Um. So. Did yeah. most most of your friends stay near the in or near the Gold Coast? No, I, uh, most of my good friends left at least to go to like Sydney or Melbourne, but most live overseas actually, oh, nice. like London or or here or. Because the Australians have that gap year, right? Mm-hmm. There's like that gap year there. That, yeah. And it's like you can choose where you want to go and just... Where did you go in your gap year? I went to South America. Oh, nice. Oh. Where, where in South America? Um, well, in retrospect, it's like kind of crazy because I went with my friend and we were both 17 and insane like drunk party animal, you know, right. Aus- Australians trying to like do drugs and party. It's very rare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the best kind. Um, and... For some reason, our parents let us go to South America, which in retrospect is like so dangerous. I clearly do not look South American. Right. Like As I'm a white girl, the whitest, especially, yeah, especially the whitest human yeah. on the planet. Blonde. I used to have like peroxide blonde hair. It was like <laughs> so bad. And they let these like two 17 year olds just go to South America for a year. It's like, what? <laughs> was there like a specific country you guys went to, or did you guys keep moving uh, around? Well, this was the other thing. So we had no context. So we like went to the mall. Went to the travel agent and were like, we want to go to South America. And they booked this sort of like, hop you around. know, hop on, hop off tour thing. But it was like so backwards now in retrospect. They were like, you're going to go to Brazil and then fly to Peru and then like bust. Like it was just sort of like this puzzle. Mm-hmm. But then when you got there, you sort of realized, okay, there's two routes uh-huh. when you're backpacking. You either like start in Brazil and then sort of like make your way down and then up. Or you start in sort of like Bolivia, Peru area and then make your way down. But like you don't go on planes, you take buses, like you rough it type Mm -hmm. of thing. And 
we basically like arrived in Chile, realized our whole trip was like fucked mm. and canceled all the plane tickets and then just like went rogue. Mm. But was so unprepared. Like I can't even explain to you. That, like you're 17. You've n- I've never lived out of home. I don't know how to look after myself. I don't know how to eat. Like <laughs> I, the reason I went to South America was because I saw the Snoop Dogg um, beautiful video yeah, clip Pharrell. with Pharrell. And I was like, oh, that looks fun. In the favelas. Yes. And I was like, ooh. And then didn't pack like – like went in the middle of winter, didn't pack anything warm, literally went to like the salt flats of Bolivia in a hoodie and shorts, like so unprepared. Salado, you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, just had no money. The whole thing was like in retrospect a complete disaster, but. Did you have fun though? Yeah, it was so fun. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You learned a lot. That's great. Yeah. yeah. It was, uh, did, you, did you guys do that? I, li- I lived in South America for a while too. Really? Where? Yeah, I lived in Argentina. Oh. I, I lived with a family in Buenos Aires. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a bit different. Yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> I was getting drunk in Peru. Oh, uh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> I, 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 there's a huge like kind of uh, romantic fascination, I feel like, with South America mm-hmm. and Southeast Asia. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's like cheap. It's, yeah, it's like, uh, I don't want to, you know, play the whole racial thing, but if you're white, it's like, I want to go to like the mountains. And like and like expand Find my myself. mind, yeah, yeah exactly. among like shorter, <laughs> shorter, browner people than me, right? Because like you don't you don't go to like East End of London to like right. find yourself, right? You, you want to go to like some savage Orient, yes. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like so I lived in in Thailand for a while too, and I oh. saw it's it's like I saw a similar kind of yeah. You see the same patterns after a while yeah. uh, when you first it's like Australians and Israelis right. going crazy yeah. and yeah. going on vacation. Yeah, it's like it's like there's like there's also like symbiotic relationships. Like America has like Mexico, the UK has Spain. Oh yeah, as Aussies like have tra- Indonesia. Bali. Yeah, Bali. Exactly. yeah, right. Oh yeah. god, yeah. have you been to Bali? No. Yeah. I, I I'm sure it's beautiful, but like for that exact reason, like. I've traveled the world and I just can't bring myself to go to Bali purely because I'm like, Ugh. it's become a hot It's spot. like Cancun to America. But like, now, now that you said that, you're going to have a great time if you go. Yeah. You're going to meet your future <laughs> husband. It's going to be eat, eat, pray, love too. Dude, you're going to have a great time. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're setting yourself up, right? Eat, pray, love. Because yeah. you're like, oh, I don't want to, you know, I would never go back to the Gold Coast and settle down. But then you're going to meet like a really nice Aussie guy from the Gold Coast. No, so it's, it's funny you say this because so I actually yeah. during quarantine, I got a boyfriend surprisingly oh shit which who knew thriving in covid and he lived in bali for three and we've had like very in-depth conversations about this because i'm like i can't go there yeah yeah no no it's actually really nice i'm like oh no 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 you're you're gonna love it (laughs) i probably guarantee it it, yeah you know i mean he's not balinese but (laughs) yeah where is he from originally uh from france Oh, a Frenchie. Frenchie mm, nice. mm. So you got to go to nor- North Africa with him. That's, that's the Yeah, he's French Algerian. H- oh, hell yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. Gotta that's keep like, it spicy. Yeah, you know? it's like that's like sexy. It's like Zidane, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like you have the culture of the French, but you mm-hmm. have that savagery. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> that guy, that's what it's, like. it's like girls who are like, you know, they're like, I knew a Chinese girl. She's like, she's afraid of black guys. Why? Because of their huge penises. Oh. And she's like, I don't think my vagina can handle their big oh. cocks. Oh. And I was like, she's a, she's yeah, a, she's a doctor and neuroscientist now, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't think she changed her mind, but mm. I feel like if you have that, if you hold that um, like thought, you're setting yourself up to like fall in love with the black guy. You know what I mean? Because you're gonna I meet that one black guy who's like really sensitive, has a medium-sized dick, and is like really nice. <laughs> you're and manifesting, and he subverts your expectations that you've held for so long that you can't help but fall in love. Yeah. Um. Okay. It's like the. It's like your. I've, I've, I've yeah. always wanted to date someone of a darker origin than me, so that uh, I yeah, can yeah. diversify my. 
Hell yeah. Intern and and you want to have diverse babies. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I shouldn't say that because I don't think it's like PC to talk about that. And, and you know. Oh, no. I think it's no, great. No, but I think it's okay to talk about it. It's I like think diversity is overrated. I don't like. I mean, I think race is mixing. It's like, eh, I don't think it's like the greatest thing, but. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't Why? Think it, I don't think. Uh, I'm not saying like races shouldn't mix. I'm mm. not. I'm not like that asshole oh. who's like purity or Aryan blood, whatever. I just think like people are like, oh my god, diversity. It's like diversity is seen as like this absolute. It's good. a token. You know what I mean? It's like we need diversity. It's like any any problem that you have, it's because there's not enough diversity, <laughs> right? And and any time you take a picture, you need to have like the Native American girl yeah. and the black guy. Mm. And, and I'm like. But do you think you can say that because you are? I can say that Asian. because be, I can say that because I'm Asian. Yes, I, I can't can. say you that. You can't say that. I'm white. Yeah, 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 exactly. You're, you're and I don't want to. And you're an immigrant, but you're not a brown immigrant. Yes. Yeah, you're a well, white. Well, it's funny you yeah. say that actually because I have a few friends who are, you know, pro-Trump. Fine. Yeah. And we've had conversations about immigration because I'm like, I'm an immigrant, yeah. but like you look at me and think I'm like this white girl. Yeah. But like, if what's not, the if, difference? Yeah, it's. It's a tricky, it's like a fine line, I think, to yeah. to thread. But so hang on, yeah. you want to date a Korean lady? No, I don't really, I don't really care about that. But oh. I'm just saying, like, I'm I'm not like <laughs> just the idea against like diversity. How? I just don't think it's like this great thing that people are always like. We need we need to have more it be, it's mixed babies. Yeah, yeah. People say that. I just I'm attracted to people yeah. who don't look like me. Oh, uh, that's that's my that's totally kids fine. Will probably yeah. be mixed race. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, that's totally fine. All I'm saying is that like. I've been to countries like extremely homogenous countries where mm. like everybody is the same race. Like uh, Sweden. Sweden, yes. Japan. Yeah, yeah. They're really nice, comfortable, in, like polite, clean countries. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no diversity here, but it's great. Life mm-hmm. is good. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, when people are always like hammering away at this point, like diversity, diversity, I'm like, I don't think it's that panacea that you think it is. It's right. not this good thing. Yeah. So just to be clear for everyone listening, it's, <laughs> It's just like this tokenism of yeah, using yeah, the, yeah. the word diversity of like, we, we need to check this off, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Exactly. That annoys me, dude. It's, well, not, it's, fu- yeah. it's funny you say that because obviously, you know, we're, we're living in this political climate and like at work, I work in advertising and, and it's obviously- Oh man, a, that must be top. horrible. <laughs> no, but it's interesting yeah. because again, like I don't want to comment, you know, we don't need to get into this, but like- Oh no, we do. No, <laughs> but like it's, it's interesting because all of a sudden now there's all these, you know, emails going around like, here are black directors. Right. Here are right. black photographers. And it's like, that's not the point. It's not about like now hiring people because right, right. they're the color of their skin. It's like they should have been included in the first place because they were good mm-hmm. and not making it. I, I think especially as, again, I don't want to get into this and say the wrong thing as a white person, but like yeah. it should just, it, it the color of the skin should be irrelevant. And like right. if someone's African-American, if someone's Asian, if someone's white, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like Is the work uh, good? Is the work good, you know? Right. And I think that's... And I think that to 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 on that point, I also feel like yes, support black artists right no, now. 100%, sure, you know. But then the next step is the curation. Is it good? How do we continue developing it and still seeing the support, but also don't be a brand that just is hiring for the sake of hiring. That, exactly, because it comes across. Did, it comes know? across as insincere. Mm-hmm and but then what if genuinely all the good work is by like japanese well, guys and but, like, why, why isn't there diversity you know so, so that like, so it could end up like that no no could it could be yeah, right? right but so the the which i do believe in where it's like okay so then how do we then build that for black artists to yeah, have that support yeah. right because 
you know, within the Asian and black community, Hispanics, uh, Hispanics, and Native American, there's like a lot yeah, of the, a lot of them don't realize younger or creatives or that want to be creatives realize that it could be a career like they actually have it's, no idea okay so uh. it's, it's very interesting you say that because you know i i like within my say design team we've been talking about like this whole movement and how we kind of support it beyond you know the two-week instagram trend of like right, posting right, right. some memes whatever mm. and like we've no you know i think at my agency like i have some some black people i work with very closely and they they have said like this is the blackest place i've ever worked in terms of an ad agency adidas um yeah well uh. i work for an ad agency that does it uh, yeah okay. and um like we had uh, a black intern last year like our team particularly is the most quote-unquote diverse of of most and even then at the end of the day the like hired employees who work day-to-day are all white right. and our kind of I think promise moving forward is not like okay we're going to donate ten thousand dollars to uh like yes we've done that obviously but it's more about to your point going and educating sort of kids around like this creativity can be a career you know finding alternative ways that you don't need to go and spend two hundred fifty thousand dollars to have a graphic design you know degree to do this and sort of helping promote this idea that you can do something creative and still make money and still be, you know, right. blah, blah, blah. I mean, we, we, you, I, I think you did the same program with me where, you know, Red Hook Labs mm-hmm. teaching yeah, those yeah. inner city kids that this could oh, be a it's career. Amazing. It's like, great, because these kids are like, what is this? And it's completely free. Yep. And these kids are like, wait, I actually can do this as a job. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, you can, you know? I think it's just like, okay, tapping into those roots and, Guy, giving it guidance, right? Do you um, guys um, consider yourself a person of color? Hell yeah, yeah, I'm a fucking yeah definitely. I don't yeah. I, like if I see a like a white boy, I'm like I'm not white. Yeah, because it's like it's so it's a different mentality. I think mm-hmm. yeah, it's like we're not white. <laughs> I um, think we're Asian. Well, no, we're Asian. Yeah, well, but that's, that's separate too. Because obviously, I think the the Black Lives Matter movement has obviously brought racism to the forefront of things. But right. then like. Within our within my job, there's people who are Asian, Indian, you know, black, right. and it's it's interesting to navigate that conversation. I think because obviously, you know, the spotlight right now is on quote unquote black people, right. but mm-hmm. you know, I think it's a a bigger conversation in general. And I think I think the conversation too, it's like from Asians' point of view, is like there are discrepancies between the races too. Mm. You know, there is this back and forth, right? And right now it's like, okay, there's a solidarity of, no, you know what? No one's perfect. Obviously there is these issues between it, but right now let's handle that as we progress, right? Yep. Because like, it's funny, you're like, do you see, when you're like, do you see yourself as a person of color? And I remember I was talking to someone a few years ago and she was like, this white girl she's like you're but you're like basically white and i was just like i was like oh like no i'm not but like yeah. explain and she's like well this this and this and i was just like who is this person i was just <laughs> i mean long story short, i just kind of called her out. i was like yo like you're completely wrong on that but also i kind of get why you perceive mm. that because like you know why that, because you've adopted white cultural yeah norms? but also like there's a, there's like a hierarchy of gr- a, grievance. Yes, you know? there you go. Wow, so our cool. so Asian Asian American problems are not as important as Black people problems. That's, in that's, America, that's straight up fact. In yeah, America, yeah. in America, yeah. Because yeah. we we immigrated later to this country. 
right? Mm. I mean, uh, nobody nobody gives a shit about Native Americans being completely genocided and like driven off their land because mm-hmm. it's just they just whatever they fucked up, they lost. So it's all about slaves, right? Sl- mm. Like freed slaves and descendants of slaves. That's like the original sin mm. of America of American history, right? The Asians we came in like separate waves in the 19th and 20th century, and the thing is like the Im- Asians that immigrated were relatively well educated mm-hmm. with some kind of startup Skill, capital and yeah. skills like yeah. doctors. Um, you know, there's the railroads that the Chinese built, but for the most part, we weren't like, we didn't start at the very, very bottom. Mm-hmm. And within a one or two generations, like Bond's, you know, Bond's sister's a doctor. Uh, my parents are artists. It's like, it doesn't really fit this uh, story of like people who start from the bottom and then through hard work came to the top. Mm-hmm. We just kind of like sneaked in. Well, yeah. it's, it's interesting because I've been listening to The Daily, you know, the mm-hmm. New York Times podcast, whatever. All th- Basically, my, my COVID routine has been like to stay sane is to walk over the Williamsburg Bridge every morning with my dog, yeah. listen to The Daily. And it's funny because obvi- obviously at the beginning of, of COVID, you know, there's this sentiment of like, you know, the Chinese brought this virus here. Right, blah, blah, right, and they, right. di- they oh. actually did an episode from the point of view of an Asian American. Right about sort of like this sort of undertone of racism around this virus and then cut to, you know, a month later, all of a sudden that narrative is like completely shifted to now obviously African-American. It's just, yeah, yeah. it's it's interesting how I think race has come into a lot of these global yeah. issues now, which I wouldn't have expected, I guess. I think America, Bond though, America's like, we've always been obsessed about race. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. America's obsessed with race and racism. Yeah. 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 So you are first generation Asian American? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Yeah, I guess first 1.5. Yeah. And it's, it's, but no, you're, you're right. Right? I think that's a thing. It's like obsessed with race, but I mean, in every way. You personally or America? I, I personally, I am very, very interested by it, Mm. but in my day to day, it doesn't really. Interested much. in what yeah. sense? You think it's funny? Interested as it's it's funny, it's interesting. Yeah. It's uh it provokes like the imagination. Mm-hmm. It it appeals to like some kind of primal instinct to like stick like herd herd mentality. Yeah. And I totally get like I totally get why people would blame Chinese people. Yeah. Even though it's a it's a huge blame game. Yeah. Everyone's like putting uh, the yeah, face because yeah. oh it's you know you know political points and all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, also yeah. um um historically I think America needs a boogeyman. Mm-hmm. We've always needed a boogeyman from the very beginning. Since 1619, 1776, there's always been a boogeyman. Whether it's the savage Indian, mm-hmm. the, the the piece of shit arrogant Brits who attack overtaxing us, to the Spaniards, to the French, to the to the uh, the Mexicans. We went to war with all these countries, the Mexicans, and then to the Germans. So before World War One and World War Two, German was the second most spoken language in America. There's massive communities all throughout the Midwest that were speaks only German. Mm. But after the two world wars, they they intentionally stopped teaching German in schools because they didn't want it to be seen as like abetting the enemy. Mm. So then World War II happened and, the, and then they rounded up all the Japanese in the West Coast, right? And then crack cocaine came in, civil rights, you know, black <laughs> people were back into, it's what Dave Chappelle calls the racial hot seat. Mm. And somebody needs to occupy it at yep. any given time. Someone needs to be blamed. Someone needs to be blamed, right? Yeah. So. Uh, before and then after 9-11 it was the Arabs yeah so the first American guy to be killed as a reaction to 9-11 was um, a Sikh he, so he was, he was killed by some piece of shit white dude yeah the guy killed a Sikh he wasn't even Muslim or Arab right. he was like he Sikhs just, are also like the most peaceful it's yeah. the most peaceful religion ever yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're all like, they're all, they're all vegans yeah, vegetarians like right yeah. 
So I'm I'm waiting for somebody to throw a rock at me and call me a chink, even though I'm not Chinese at all. But to them, it doesn't matter, right? Because right. I I look Chinese, I totally get it. Right. So I think uh, me and Bon were always like, so I wonder when the after the whole Black Lives, you know, when, when's the Asian? Yeah, yeah. When is it, when is around. yeah? It's gonna come back full circle, and it's gonna be if the, it comes. If it comes, well, yeah, maybe but now it, COVID's your yeah. COVID let me know in. the Wuhan Wuhan virus, Kung flu, which I personally find absolutely hilarious, but I know Kung that, flu, it, dude, oh, it's God. pretty clever. I don't know, but um, yeah, but people are fucked. I think because <laughs> the Chinese are rich now. And they're kind they're of power. Like they're, they they're have power, power, which means they have power. Mm. Um, and they're kind of uh, they keep appearing on the front page, not for good reasons. Um, we don't know, you know, what how it's gonna end up hap- what like what's ultimately gonna end up happening with like America and China and Australia. But I don't think I don't I don't have good uh I don't have good um good hope for it. Like I don't think it's right. gonna be good a good thing because like historically it's been pretty negative they're like right. you know watch out no, the asian the yellow peril there's like there's some there's like a billion of them you know the red mean? wave the red wave you know what i mean like they're all mindless and they all like follow the leader with the red flag but uh have you been to china no I've, oh, been, I, to, I, I've I, been to korea twice i went to korea twice totally last different. year <laughs> no obviously i went to i you went to north like, korea oh great yeah what? on one of those like tours where they take dmz you out. yeah they didn't, they didn't lock you up for, i got uh, i got some uh wine from the dmz got a shirt you see a tiger um i did not see a tiger oh, no okay uh, yeah. So China, like, what what's your perception of China other than like Beijing and Shanghai? Well, my mom lived in Vietnam for like, I think obviously Japan and Korea are sort of in the same bucket of like slightly more Westernized. Mm-hmm. I would say again, this I'm just speaking as from personal yeah. experience. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, my mom used to live in Vietnam, and like the amount of people was just like so overwhelming, even to just like cross the street. Right. And if, you know, if, 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 true. if anything, I have the same sort of uh, impression, I would say, of China, of just like the amount of people. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll go one day. I don't think now is the time. Obviously it's not. <laughs> so I would it, like to see it just purely like for the spectacle of it. I don't think it's like my top of the list of I like, I want to go there on vacation. But I have this sort of... Uh, pattern where i do like a tag team vacations where it'd be like pure relax culture pure relax culture so right, like right, right, right. if i was going to just like learn and be immer- like sure but it's not on my like to-do list i would say so china is one of the countries that shocked me when i went mm. specifically shanghai which uh, one one of them's like the business center and one's like the more cultural center no? shanghai shanghai but wi- what's beijing beijing's more like government it's yeah, like yeah, very yeah. like business and so it's a me- these are mega cities. It's like crazy how big they are and how quick they've grown and technology wise they're like years ahead of us. Really? It's insane. And even if you go to like a quote unquote a city that is like that used to be rural Mm-mm. like 10 years ago is exactly like Shanghai. It's wow. so crazy how advanced. Is it clean? Uh, they are actually trying to make it as efficient as possible. The past 10 years, they've been quite efficient in terms of trying to make it more green. Mm. Um, but Shanghai is quite clean. Yeah, but they, you know how like in Singapore, you can't smoke on the street. You can't like... So it's not you, it's not like Singapore, but it's it's getting to a point. They know that 
you know, Asians have this thing where it's like perception. They mm-hmm. like it's face value. Face value, yeah, yeah. So it's like when you want when you go to Shanghai and Beijing, it's gonna be great because they know that most people that visit will go to either either of those cities, right? Right. And then there's also Shenzhen, which is an hour outside of Hong Kong. Is that Kong? the um the manufacturing? Tech. Yeah, it's a tech manufacturing. Yeah, that's where they yeah. make all the computers and iPhones. Right? Okay, okay. Yeah. That it's like You went there? I mean, I passed through it. Mm. I was in my head, same perception. I was like, oh, it's like probably like some weird fucking rural. <laughs> no, no, it's a mega city. Wow. Mega fucking city. And I think that's a thing. Um, I, I, I think that China is something to be. There's a reason why the U.S. is afraid. Right. <laughs> you know, because they. I mean, we're trying to like build walls between Mexico and they're like. <laughs> <laughs> like we just look like chumps. You yeah. Know? Oh no, the Chinese did that a thousand years ago. They <laughs> yeah, exactly. Huge like, they're like, we, we, like we, bitch, we already did this. It's a great, it's a great wall, by the way. No, <laughs> it's really great. I went there. It was like, oh, this, it's pretty fantastic. This is pretty good. You gotta stop the Mongols, man. Yeah, yeah. You gotta stop the savages. But uh, I mean, but, all, but after all said and done, Bon, would you move permanently move to Shanghai, Shenzhen? No, I, yeah. I, I, I've said this on this podcast the, before. Feel, yeah. this is po- I've said this podcast where I still. I'm very American and I love yeah. America. I, I mean, but isn't it that, 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 but we, okay, but okay, it's we don't live like, in America, we live in New York, yeah, New, and a- I think, New Amsterdam, yes, no, but it's a very different, it's it is, true, it's, yeah, true. it's true, it's but different. that to your point, I still love New York. Yeah. I'm very New Yorkican, right. not Puerto Rican, but new, you know, I'm like, Ooh. I'm, I'm very like New York, you yeah, know, what is it, New York? So, Puerto, so, uh, if you there's a bunch of Puerto Ricans in New York, obviously, yeah, huge community here, but a lot of Native Puerto Ricans refer New York born and raised Puerto Ricans as New York Ricans. New Ricans. New York Ricans. I can't say that with an Australian accent. <laughs> <laughs> but um, sounds cool though. But yeah, I mean, I'm still like for me, I'm not. It's no. really hard for me to like go anywhere else. I mean, no. maybe I'm being biased. Maybe because we grew up here and it's like we 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 were given yeah, Aussies come, Chinese people come. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but like <laughs> how many Aussies are permanently moving to okay, China? Okay, no, no. Can, right? I don't no, know. No, not yeah. Probably a lot now. Yeah. But Actually, at the end yeah, of the maybe. at the end of the day, I don't know. I, f- I feel like with all the Chinese advancements and tech and all that, I still I still think America is a pretty good place to live. Of like course. I don't want to I don't want to live. Of course. I don't want to live, live in China. No, no, no. Of course. Yeah, so dude, we'll I don't see know. how the rest of the year yeah. pans out and I mean, we'll, like if we like we'll like if we made a Chinese podcast and we like compared the president to Winnie the Pooh, dude, fucking the secret police would bust on our door and drag drag us <laughs> to right. some cell. Dude, that's no thanks, man. Like I don't want to like that's So, yeah. I mean, uh speaking of New York and Australians, you moving here. <laughs> yeah. Can we, can, I've always had this question because I found out about it through like over the years of just like meeting Aussies in New York. Mm. I mean, my experiences with Aussies. Probably not great. Not great. The first experience <laughs> was like, I was like, I fuck these people. And yeah. why are they in New York? Fuck all of them. You, you're dating an Australian. Okay. Well, <laughs> back to. She's pa- part Asian though. So it's okay. Is she? She's yeah. actually 10% Chinese. Really? Is that crazy? I did the, I did the, um. 23 and me hoping for some like spicy mix and it's like you are 99.9 percent like aryan white person oh. i was like fuck no fiji no, no nothing oh, no, no nothing no, i was like hopefully no brownness no no brownness all white sugar probably shouldn't say yeah that's all good <laughs> white sugar all white sugar no brown sugar <laughs> so aussies have this group here that i found out that they like 
support each other in terms of like visas and having like creative wise like Mm-mm-mm. they're like i don't know if you know about this group they like all like know it's each a other facebook group or I, like a it's I, I think it started as a facebook group but it's like this internal group they're like this person's cool let's get help them get their visa or e3 or whatever visa over here oh you know i think no. it's like i mean there's a facebook group which is again my worst nightmare but um oh there's a sensual moment over here with the dog <laughs> um what do you uh, uh yeah, no. I'm not I don't know. I'm like I like I didn't move to America to hang out with people I knew in Brisbane. Do you know what I mean? Like right, no right. no offense, like I have obviously Snoop Astra- Dogg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I have I have friends who are Australian who I met here mm-hmm. and everyone's like, Oh, have you known each other for years? It's like, no, we met here, but like I have I think one friend who I grew up with who happened to move here, but beyond that it's like I didn't move halfway across the world to just hang out with the same like 12 yeah, yeah. people i hang same out with, with Karm. Karm, like, Karm, Karm has one australian friend that yeah. she like went to school with that they that she lives here too but like everyone else she's met yeah and if they happen here. to be australian great but it's not there's, like there's, oh it's my safety net of there's so many here. i know there's and they're t- all like in the fashion creative everyone's so a creative director can, can i can i break down can i break down <laughs> the type of aussies in my in my perception oh, no. of new york so there's like after i met actually cool aussies in new how york how long have you guys been dating five years has okay. it been five years five years me and how you how long have you? yeah how did you mean on a shoot oh she she used to work for a company that Keep hired me Marino. yeah yeah uh but uh yeah we met on a shoot and i was like oh who's this so so here's it's a funny thing because like back to dayun's point it's like first of all i hated aussies Mm. secondly i hated blonde girls but then there's something intriguing about her that was like really weird and it manifested in my you set yourself up, man, to fall in oh, love. There we that's go. what I'm telling you, man. <laughs> no, no, but that's the thing. It's I, the karmic cycle, bro. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I would and say I to- And I tell her that all, like, when I first met her, I was like, I told her, I was like, I don't like Aussies. I don't like blonde girls. I it's hate like you, but I love you. Yeah, you know, it was like weird. It's the anger bang. <laughs> the, hate, the hate fuck. Sex with an attitude. Hell yeah. Sex with an attitude. That's the best. Ooh. But, you know, I mean. Colonize me, bitch. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. And I thought she was going to be just one of the, bad. like, Bat, like the Aussies that like were annoying like mm. just like I don't want to name names but there are like the Aussies that are like yeah. I'm too cool they compensate you know yeah. what I'm saying I left you're not I left, cool I, you know you I live in I, Sydney you're yeah, not I live, cool I live Australia I'm in New no York no one cares I made if you're it. a right. B grade model 10 years ago in Sydney like literally so is, no it, is, it, is it like it's a, it's instead a, of being like a genuine person they're like trying, a front. To, trying to think of like what will impress people back in, New in, York. Austra- back in Australia yes but also like they they know that they're in New York and they're with New Yorkers. So right. like, there's this front of like, I need to be as cool as possible. Right. Yeah. But they've come off as dicks. Yeah. Good thing they're white, right? Yeah. If, exactly. if, they were, if they were like Mexicans, Mexican creative producers, like nobody give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But, yeah. you know, it's been 11 years and now we're in our 30s. Mm. Oh, we just told everyone our age. 30. Well, yes, 30s. Like, ha- wow. So you're, you're 32? 32, How yeah. How old are you? I'm 30. Did you just turn 30? I turned 30 on December okay. last year. Capricorn? He looks like a child, right? Huh? Capricorn? I am Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Oh, early yeah. December. So that means I have threesomes with Gemini now. Oh. So do, do you want to know something interesting? What? Me and him have the same birthday. What? December 18th. Mm-hmm. I was about to say December 20th. No. Yeah. Don't know why. Do you know who also has our who? birthday? Who? Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can see the pattern, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys, yeah. similarity. I can see it. <laughs> Spot on. Um, yeah, I am 31. I keep forgetting it's crazy. 
So you moved here when you were 19? Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Yeah. Did the graduated, did the gap year, moved here. Good for you. Yeah. Shit. Six balls. I mean, 30, I actually do love it, I have to say. I mean, I mean specifically thir- turning 30. Mm-hmm. I think that year itself, not to sound cliche, was actually very like pivotal. Yeah. Well, it's fun. Okay, so you asked me what I wanted to talk about on this, and I think I've thought about it a lot because it's this thing that like everyone goes through, everyone experiences. It's it's sort of like I don't know, like for example, having a kid, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's something that a lot of people do, but no one actually talks about like what that's like in reality. Right. And obviously, it's not like a life changing thing but like turning 30 is kind of a big deal because it's like you're moving from you know quote-unquote childhood to adulthood in a way Mm. and the reason I started thinking about it was because I went to uh, a friend of like before I I was 29 and she was she was a bit older than me and I went to her birthday and she was having an absolute fucking breakdown like basically crying in the corner like I'm alone I'm, you know, I'm turning 30. I haven't achieved anything. But, like, this is a beautiful, successful woman. And it was funny because I, you know, I, I think I was turning 30 in, like, a couple of months. And I was not having that reaction at all. I was, like, pumped about it. I'm, like, oh, I finally, like, f- you know, can pay for shit. I have, like, my career sorted. I'm sort of getting familiar with myself, blah, blah, blah. And it was interesting because I'm, like, this is such a, uh, a thing that I guess no one really talks about. And the fact that you're having such a strong visceral reaction in one direction and I'm having the opposite is kind of interesting. And I think, I don't know, it's just I want to talk about it because I feel like people have very different reactions to it. And to some people, I'm sure it doesn't mean anything. To other people, it's sort of like this turning point in their life. I'm sure it's different for guys and girls. Um, Very different, I feel. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think it's very, it's very different. Very different. I think You're it's like, nothing changed. Like, yeah. No, I'm, I'm good. My, my, I feel like my social values keeps going up every year I get older. What do you mean? Like, um, like them. People like, like you more. People like me more. Uh, I'm more confident in myself. I know more. Just, I just know more shit. Like yeah. how to do stuff. Um, uh, you know, you get more experience. Um, you know, you just get more attractive. As you get older, I feel like if you d- if you, you apply yourself, properly. if you yeah, do it exactly. properly, if you're staying at home drinking up, then you're screwed. But <laughs> for girls, you're just getting sad. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to like pound the narrative of like you know girls losing you know their attractiveness. But they, they, <laughs> there is a um, you know the girls they they tend to the luminosity tends to peak. You know what I mean? At thirty or around not there? not yeah like twenty five to thirty. Yeah, if you're Italian or Russian, like twenty <laughs> to twenty five. Or Indian. <laughs> no, but I think, like, for me, for example, like, I think, you know, when you're in your 20s, you're, you're figuring stuff out, you know? And especially yeah, in yeah. New York, like, for example, dating, yeah, right? Yeah. Dating in New York is already, like, the hardest thing in the world. It's, yeah. like, a terrible experience. Uh-huh. And, I mean, not for guys in New York. For girls in New York, it's terrible. I bet, yeah. And just because of, like, the ratio of guys to girls, whatever. And there's always, like, new girls coming in. Yeah, exactly. You're so disposable. You're so disposable. You literally, it's like, there's, I don't know what the statistic is, but it's like five to one or something. Like, Mm. for every guy, there's five girls. So, like, you feel very disposable. And I think when you're younger and have maybe, like, less self-worth or understanding of yourself, Mm -hmm. you bend more or, like, accommodate shit that you probably wouldn't. And then when, like, when I turned 30, I was like, all right, I'm a fucking weirdo. This is who I am. I've embraced it. Like, mm, and mm, I, f- mm. and, and 
it, the con like it's applied to a um, bunch of things career wise and like for example romantically or, or friendship wise but like you just don't give a fuck anymore and it's yeah. it's so liberating you're yeah, like it's a well, weight off your shoulder yeah you're like okay well look if you're a douchebag and you think i'm weird look great i am weird and you either love me or you hate me and me cowering is not going to right. change that you know it's it's really liberating as a no, woman no it I really think. is uh. but you know i have to say like there are people that are not confident i feel like us we know we know mm-hmm. like it's like okay yeah we know this this and this and it's like we can accept it and just understand ourselves right but i meet some people that are like 35 to like 40 and they still are like I in feel new so, york yeah mm. and I, I still feel so lost blah, blah blah and i'm like okay so like talk about it what is it is it is it just self-confidence thing i don't know i think it depends on the person because there's some people that have this um insecurity mm-hmm. you know and it like then that can just break off into so many different things and reflect upon okay, them so let me ask you a question i have had a lot of friends who are a little bit older than me and there's this conception that men and a uh, question for you guys have this sort of list in their head of like okay i have xyz to achieve in my life usually related to career or or money Mm -hmm. and until those things are complete i cannot either date or get married or commit or have a family because like i don't feel like as a man i can provide and this is something that has come up like multiple times with multiple friends of mine who oh yeah totally agree with that like yeah you know their their boyfriend's 36 and like they've been dating for four years and but he's like until i i don't know can afford to buy a house like we can't get married or so until, until i, until I get this. rich right it's yeah, essentially it's, 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 it's basically rich. to do with money and i think yeah. being able to quote unquote provide for yeah. but like i mean how do you guys feel about that because subconsciously yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I'm like, I have any, any sane yeah. straight guy, like we, we feel that unconscious pressure really? to be like, we have to, you have to be the man. Like no matter how much they try to talk about female empowerment, feminine, whatever guys have to provide. If you're, if you're a stay at home dad, you're a fucking loser. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the truth. You may not feel it. You may, you may be like, I'm happy with my life. I'm satisfied. I don't care Who, what people. As think. a man? Yeah, yeah. You can say that as, as, as much as you want. That, and that's totally great if you mm-hmm. can do that. Everybody else around you is going to think you're a fucking loser. That's the truth. I'm sorry. That's the truth, right? You think that? Yeah, yeah dude. I I'm, I'm swear to God. I think I'd be, I mean, but, if I had a sugar mama. Yeah, yeah, but if the girl made a lot of money, I would be envious of that guy. That's part of the reason why. You know what I mean? But if they both were like, you know, stay at home people, like not doing anything, that's a bad situation. Well, somebody, some, yeah, somebody <laughs> has to, somebody has to provide. Somebody has to bring home a paycheck. Right? Well, I'm just saying, like, let's say yeah. the, the 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 woman did provide. Yeah, financially, don't you think that's fine. Yeah, no, I think that's great. That's great. I think it's fine. But I think that I think the guy, the, the, the guy in the, in the, the back bro- of his mind, there's that tiny midget of a thought that says, "I don't have it in me to provide for my family." But okay, that's, but but that's on them, though. No. Yeah. What? That's that, on them. That's on them. Sure, but I I don't if if a girl was like, "I want to have kids and be a stay at home mom." Great, good for you. Nobody bats an eye. Right. If the guy, there's some kind of stigma. You know, there's some but kind you know, of scar tissue on the soul. But yeah. it's funny because you say this, but you're the, you're the first person I would think to actually be like, I'm gonna stay be a stay at home. Oh, dad. dude, dude, I'm so excited to be a stay at home dad. <laughs> you, you don't even like, know. Like you're the first excited. person. Yeah. The first Do you person have a sugar like, mama? Uh, uh, I only dated older girls. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then how they much hit, older? 
uh, like ten, like five to ten years old. Wow, five to ten years. So you're older. dating forty year olds. Yeah. Almost, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And are they trying to like pressure you to have kids? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> you, you don't have to put on a condom. And I'm like, don't worry. Don't worry about it. And then they're I can't like, provide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but because they have this kind of resignation to life, the, you know, the approaching spinsterhood at the speed of light. What's, what's a spinster? A spinster is an unmarried woman. Who is not desired by other bachelors? Oh. So it's like she's after. She's <laughs> I was like, like, "That's me," and then hopefully I'm usually just to it's someone. just an older unmarried woman. Oh. Yeah, so she's like a side character in a Jane Austen novel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like being angry and bitter. But um, what I like about but hang on, hang on, yeah. hang on. Let's unpack that quickly because yeah. do you? You've said an unmarried older woman, yeah. right? But in the same breath, you've also said bitter. Yeah, right? yeah. Can you not be older, not married? And, and like not and basically yeah. a, a bachelor but yeah. a female version right right no I, and not I, be bitter. I totally uh, give I totally give the existence of that like mm. I don't want to speak in caricatures but I'm saying there are different pressures for men and women mm-hmm. and people are the thing that's kind of annoys me is that the same with diverse that whole diversity bullshit mm-hmm. of like diversity is always good it's like they're pretending these pressures do not exist or Who like is? or they're Who inconsequential yeah yeah or like if you're, if you're you a girl, you can be or do anything you want to be, including whatever boys can do. And I'm like, that's not true. That's simply not true, right? There are profound biological differences between man, men and women, mm-hmm. double X chromosomes and XY chromosomes. And it leads to profound differences in, this, in the species, right? Mm-hmm. And people are pretending it doesn't exist, that we're all equally capable of doing whatever we want to do. And I'm like, if you're a guy, you cannot give birth to women. Oh, t- sorry, if you're a guy, you cannot give birth that's to children. Right. Yep. If you're a girl, you can give birth to children. No, no, no. That leads to huge consequences. Totally, totally. Yeah. <laughs> but now, like, now that's, like, the the, the science and the yeah. biological side of it. But now let's talk about the pressures of... Because you went from pressures of, like, social pressures yeah, to, like, yeah, actual, yeah. like, yeah, like yeah. science, right? Which, which back, derives from the science, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. But you're, like... Yes, you're, I feel like there are social pressures for women, but you're saying that... They're just ignoring that, right? Ignore, yeah. ignore the, yeah, the, yeah. the chromosomes. Yeah. All We've got different, pre- you know, like the the imminent pressure of having children. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, like it's a huge very, elephant it's like in a, the room. It's like a giant right. red countdown, you know, above your head. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a girl. Well, okay, so so sorry to interrupt, but it's funny you say that because, like, again, I think people in New York live in this like Peter Pan world, right? Absolutely. Where we're like, absolutely. We yeah. are like. I look at people who I went to high school with and it's like, you're married with kids and like live in the suburbs and I'm like going to party on a Tuesday, you know, which is like, uh, again, I'm a successful, normal person. It's just like live in a different world, you know. I'm not like a homeless person on unemployment, like mm-hmm. doing drugs, whatever. Like I just live a different life. But it's interesting because, yes, I want to have a family. Yes, I want to have kids. But like I'm not ready for that right now. Like I like – I have a great life. I have a great right. – I travel mm-hmm. – I have disposable income. I like my life. If the body clock thing was not on the table, like I probably wouldn't have kids for another, you know, six, seven, eight years. Like I'm not ready emotionally, socially to do that. But there is this, as you said, this fucking ticking time bomb of like, oh shit. It's a a window, window of opportunity that closes fast. Yeah. And so, so again, to the point of like, childbirth that no one talks about like all the horrors that are involved in that no that there's this conception like oh just go freeze your eggs you know like right. in new york it's just like a very thrown around term like just go freeze your eggs nobody actually understands 
what goes in. No one tells you about it. No one, you don't, whatever. Did you have to inject yourself every day? Yeah. So I went on behalf of my friends to a place to like find out about it because I was like, all right, no one's going to do this. And I want to, I want to know. So I went, it's actually a much less invasive process than the the invasive thing is IVF when they're putting it back in. Mm -hmm. But like the actual process of freezing your eggs is not terrible. But like, for example, I got my, this is probably TMI, but like, it's interesting no, to great. talk about because no, it's yeah, inter- it's yeah, interesting no. to talk about because no one talks no such about thing this as TMI. No, yeah, but yeah. so I got my I don't know my ovaries scan or my right. body scanned right, and like for example, I could have been taking the pill my whole life. I could have been using condoms my whole life. I can be infertile. Like you never you don't know until you go and find out, right? Mm. Which I think only at this age are you curious and like you don't right. give a fuck when you're twenty five, mm-hmm. you know. So. At 30, you're like, all right, I should probably like figure this out. And I went and I had my body scanned, whatever. And I guess you're supposed to have something. I don't remember the exact numbers, but like, I think you're supposed to have 10 ovary. I'm probably saying this wrong. Tagged eggs, 10 ovaries. What do you know? I don't know. Zygotes. This is how bad of a woman I am. Anyway, you're supposed to have 10 things on either side. Oh, nice. Eggs, I think it is. Mm. And... If you want to have IV, uh, if you want to freeze your eggs, they say you need basically, uh, uh, I think it's, I'm going to be giving all the wrong information. Oh, no, don't worry about it. It's, but it's, it's basically General. like you would have, you, you need, X you need 10, you need 10 eggs per side, like per kid, right? Right, right. And they scan me and I only have eight on one side. Uh-oh. So already like I'm less fertile. Right, appara- right. And, then, and they're like, well, it's dying by the day. And I got, I got so freaked out. It becomes out. a business. Yeah. And I got so freaked out that I literally nearly fainted. I was like, oh, i got to go. Like I can't talk about that. <laughs> they literally write on a piece of paper like in this most, in the most like unpersonal way. They're like, all right, so now you are 30. If you meet a boyfriend tomorrow and you date for two years and then you get married and then you're dating for one year and then you free, like you will have your first kid at 36 and then you have to wait one year for your body to recover and then you'll have, and it's just like someone talking about your life in this very kind of uh, sterile way. I was like, oh God, like I can't handle this. But it, to the, to the point of, you want to talk about pressure? Mm, like, mm, mm, I don't want to have a kid in two years, but, like, mm. I also don't want to inject my body with hormones and have someone scrape eggs out of me. So, like... Different pressures, man. Yeah. Different pressures. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, but I, I think it's interesting to talk about because, like, uh, from a female perspective, I think, obviously, the body clock thing is a more discussed thing, but, like, yeah. not well, to diminish that, but, like, I feel like there is also pressure on, on the other side for, for guys financially. and Yeah. You know, societal pressures to quote unquote provide whatever that means. Yeah. Um, I mean, but be, being a white girl, it's just like America cares about like what happens and like what you're feeling. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I swear to God, I swear to God. There's a Wikipedia page called "Missing White Girl Syndrome." If there's a pretty white girl Do that goes missing, I sound like a white basic bitch right oh, now. Oh no, no, no! no. You sound oh. very sophisticated and oh. very thoughtful. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> if you disappeared tomorrow. People would Dude, your face would be on every channel, fight or whatever. If I disappeared, they'd be like, oh, it's fine. He's probably, you know, another yeah, Asian went missing. If COVID, <laughs> they probably deserve to die or whatever. All I'm saying is that in, in the popular culture, all the stuff I, I don't agree with, like the whole like so stay-at-home dad, I think that's great. But all I'm saying is like the larger popular culture, right? Everyone's, the, yeah, per, yeah, yeah. Broader perspective. Yeah, it's like if there's, if there's what you believe, and that's totally fine. You have a right to it. But then there's what the other 98% believe, and that shit counts a lot too, right? right. So 
Um, I'm sure it also is like much more prominent outside of New York. Like if you live in oh yeah, where everybody's white, yeah, absolutely. Texas, and you're 25 and not married, it's like but it reminds me of something. um, They did huge studies of um, depression and and antidepressants, Mm. and a majority in America, in America, yeah, Mm -hmm. and the majority of antidepressants in middle-aged people are taken by middle-aged white girls. Really? Yeah, like over the age of 45. So my white girls are, are not a majority of the population, but they make up ha- like at least half, 40 to 50% of everybody who's on antidepressants over the age of 45. So then there was this whole discussion of like, why are all these white girls, depressed. middle-aged white girls depressed? Because they yeah, weren't yeah. ready. Because they, either they had a family and they regretted it, or they didn't have a family and they regretted it. Or right. they got divorced and then right. they... Realize they have to date again after twenty, you know, fifteen, oh, twenty years. Well, I mean, it's bad it's, enough dating. In the first it's brutal. Place. It's brutal. <laughs> yeah, but all I'm saying is that they talk about it. It's on the front page of New York Times. When was the last time people talked about Asian males being depressed? You know, Asian fatherhood. They don't count. Nobody man. gives a fuck. Nobody gives a fuck. Right? If an Asian guy, if an Asian guy gets raped, like they probably like start laughing, like ah, like he probably deserved it, right? If a white girl gets raped, fucking NFL wearing all the pink ribbons and shit, dude, I'm telling you, it's like huge disparities. I mean, I totally right, get right. it, right? Yeah. On the flip side, right? You said you felt it was like dangerous going to South America as a blonde, you know, blonde. Not dangerous, girl. maybe just like a little. Probably bit not naive. the best idea. Yeah. I. I, I was pretty, like, when I went, people were just like, oh, look, it's a Chinese kid. And they, <laughs> Jackie Chan. Dude, nobody, yeah, Jackie Chan. Chinito. Hey, Chinito. Right? And I'm like, I had a great time. But it's a uh, different, the, the dynamic difference, it's, it's, it's like a weird thing. Um, I don't know how to articulate it properly, but. Do you, yeah, okay, so to yeah. the, just back to the whole 30 thing quickly. Yeah, like sure. they say about maturity level in guys and girls, right? Like yeah. guys are slightly, le- like. It's like eighth grade health health textbooks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Did you, I mean for me turning thirty and like the 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 year after I guess two years after now like have been pretty defining in like me finally feeling like really comfortable in my own skin. Like, ha- did you go through that at all? Uh, like being comfortable in my own skin. Yeah, like. But I can honestly, like, before I'd be like, I'm happy, I'm fine. It's so like, eh, low-key, I'm, like, 10% of it's sad. Like, right, right. now I'm just like, this is it. You know, like, and I'm good, and there's going to be ups and downs, but, like, this is me, I can't change it, so here I am. I think, honestly, for me, the I feel confident in my own skin probably was 27, 28. Mm. Um, there are ups and downs, but I think that when there's that confidence in my own skin, 28, 27, 28. But 30 was more of like, there's a, I believe it more with conviction, if that mm, makes sense. Mm, mm, mm. It's like, I would be comfortable, but also think about, oh, is this correct? Is this the right way? Yep. Where now it's like, no, I, there this is, is no what right I, way. This yeah. is what I fucking want. I don't yep. give a fuck, you know? Do um, you, quick question on that. Do you feel like, I feel like for me, a big part of sort of my development was the fact that during that period I was single. Like I broke mm. up with my boyfriend when I was like 29 and a half. Right. And only now at 31 and a half have got, you know, a new partner. But like basically this... You got a COVID this, boyfriend. Yeah, got a COVID boyfriend. No, but like that 
that period I did it alone right. and it was, you know, it's scary being a girl, being like, I'm turning 30 by myself and like, you know, you go through all these mental things like, oh, I'm going to die by myself, blah, blah, blah. And no, but like it's fun. a it's a, it's a thing, especially yeah. in New York as we talked about. Like mm. do you feel like you um, – I guess you were able to have that sort of transformation even – with a partner and like grow together. Right. I think to I think from my from what you're saying is I I found it much easier to mm-hmm. like kind of just be more like the transition because of like being more confident if that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz I feel like I do meet uh female colleagues that do have a lot of pressure and thoughts like that mm-hmm. in my head i'm like what's the problem just like get over it or like or like you know like okay well let's figure it out and then that should be good right because for me it's like i think i get over things quickly mm-hmm. and maybe because i'm a dude and like i'm like oh yeah like i have time i can like figure this out a lot and like maybe back to our, our disparities maybe women have it I don't know. I, I don't know. They they hang up on things a bit more in terms of like trying to overcome certain things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, because I, I always look at like, you know, people who are high school sweethearts and have been together for say like 15 years. And I'm like, how? Like me even thinking about who I was like three weeks ago as a different person, <laughs> let alone like 15 years ago. And I'm like, how the fuck did you guys grow together at the exact same rate? And then end up in a place where you're both happy and content and fulfilled and like feel like you've been able to become a whole person. Ostensibly happy and fulfilled. Well, yeah. 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 No, but I'm curious because like obviously, you know, you guys have been dating, th- what, 28 to 32? No, 27 to 27, 32? 27, yeah. Like that's a pretty – how old is she? 32. Yeah, like that's 33 now. That's a – oh, an older lady. <laughs> that's what I said. Um, that's what I said. <laughs> No, but that's like a pretty pivotal time, yeah. you know, and to like go through that together and then come out the other side as like two happy whole individuals right. is like kind of an accomplishment. I mean, I think it. I think it depends on the person. I mean, like so we, far, I had a I had a friend, um, you know, he's twenty five. He got married at twenty three. He's <laughs> Christian. He's Christian, right? <laughs> we love him to death and all this stuff. And in like, New York. Hey, in New York, wow. yeah. yeah, he um, yeah. he moved. He's from Jersey originally. Okay, uh, moved back to Jersey. Um, he's still working and everything. And I remember he was in the office with us, and just we're all hanging out. And he goes, "Hey, you guys, I have an announcement." And we're like, "What?" This is twenty five, mm-hmm. so it's like peak fun time. Like you know, everyone's <laughs> like, "Absolute fuck boy." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone's like, and he goes, uh, "I'm not gonna say her name." She's like, "Blah blah blah," is pregnant, and we all <gasps> looked at him. We're like, "You're twenty five. I we we our faces said that, and we were like congratulations blah blah blah. And our one friend Ross, which he'll be on this show too, Gary's uh, brother, yeah, 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 goes, "Do you hate your life? Do you just do you not want to ever travel again? Do you do you just not want to enjoy life?" And I was like, "Dude, like <laughs> congratulate him." He's like, "Yeah, I'll get to that," but he just kept going at wow. him because it's funny because Ross himself is the older one out of all of us. Ross is now thirty six, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's been with his girl for years on end. Like, I think it's been 12, wow. 12 or 14 married? years. Well, he just refused to do it. And <laughs> he finally proposed. 
like three years ago. Okay. The wedding hasn't happened. Well, so still we're just engaged. like we're just we're just still engaged. But you know, it's like, you know, it's something that she respected, and when he found it, it was like a big surprise for her. Mm-hmm. But I, it's like there's a perception of, you know, Ross's perception. He's still like 36, 37, he's like, I don't want to fucking get married. Well, now he's just engaged and thinking about kids. He's like, that's so far for him. Right. Where friend, our friend, I got married at 23 and had it. He has two kids now. Wow. And now he's. How old are they? Like 12? Well, no, I think she's almost six or seven. Oh my God. Um, The first kid, the second kid is four. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. But I mean, they're, they're super happy. They're really? Like, and they're like, they're just. Dis- well, then there's the existential question of so like, far, right? Yeah. No, I mean they're like so like if you met his <laughs> first daughter when she was yeah. growing up, she was actually surprisingly a very adorable white baby. Some white babies are like, mm. uh, yeah, no, not cute. But this like, one, oh. she was so adorable. You know the Gerber baby, the drawing. Oh yeah. She looked exactly like the Gerber. So oh, yeah. big eyes, super adorable, super animated. Like she's not, she's not like weird or retarded or anything. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Dude, I. I don't want to retard it. Like, if I had a baby, I'm like, I want it to be like Benjamin Button, like fully formed. Well, watch out because you're having it with the 40-year-olds. Right, exactly. Could be deformed. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I can't. But then, uh, uh, yeah, I'd be like, can you live next to a nuclear power plant to like balance it out? You know, hopefully the ions are like, you know, fix do it. You, do you guys feel, I mean, we've talked about this a bit, but like New York is this, it, it, I guess it's different for you guys because you were born and raised here. Like mm-hmm. for, m- for me coming here, it's like this is an adult playground and for good or for bad, like if you don't want to grow up, you don't have – like it's completely right. acceptable for there to be like a 45-year-old guy partying every night, dating like a 22-year-old Russian model and everyone's like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's okay. Like if you Hell think yeah. about it, like if you're in rural Texas, people are like, he's got a problem. Right, like right. he's, you know. um. But, like, I mean, do you guys feel like that growing up here? That it, it is this Peter Pan land where, like, if you don't want to grow up, you really don't have to. No, I, I mean, not really. Just I home. Know. I think it's just home. Yeah. I think we're just, again, we're biased and kind of no. maybe just blinded by it or just grew up here. We're just like, okay, mm. whatever. But I have to give a, like, a qualify. It's because I think a large part of our view is shaped by the fact that we didn't have to struggle to, like, get here, find housing. And set okay. ourselves up. Yep, yep. Well, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's our school. That's the bodega. That's the yep. park where we went to. Mm-hmm. This is our this is our apartment. You've apartment. lived in this area for like thirty, 30, 30 years. 30 years? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, but other people they have you know everybody has their when their, their apartment story. Like, oh my god, my roommates. And it's well, like this constant <laughs> padding on the back. I came all the way from Australia and I had to have a roommate. We went to Astoria and then and then Harlem and I'm like, oh, that's great. It sounds like a drag. <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck. I haven't like, had roommates like, since college. Or yeah. like the moving aspect. Yeah, when I yeah, hear the moving like, woes, I'm like, that sounds so annoying. Well, yeah, it sounds It's horrible. funny. You see, it, yeah. And I guess it kind of relates to the topic is like, I have this theory that when you, again, I moved here when I was 19. I literally was working illegally. I had no money. Like, well, you were here like, illegally? No, I was going to school, but you're not, you're not supposed to work because they don't oh, want you to yeah, stay. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, work, yeah. it was a nightmare. But like, I had this theory is like, you move to New York and you kind of have to pay your dues a bit. You move mm. to Bushwick in some shit Craigslist house. You have like four roommates, one of who's cuckoo. Some right. shit happens, you get scammed, right, whatever. Right, right, right. Two years later, maybe you move to mid Williamsburg, east Williamsburg. Uh, you get closer. You to get the water. a bit closer. <laughs> Maybe this village. Yeah. No, no, no. East, not the city yet. You <laughs> get you get to like the grand stop. You know, like Lorimer Grand. You have like 
two roommates instead of four. And then maybe one's actually a friend. And then you get like a decent job. You're still making like 60K a year, but like you get a decent job. And then year by year, eventually you like make it to the city and you live on your own and you pay your own rent. And it's like, it's funny because again, like I've lived here, what, 11 years. It's not in the grand scheme of things, not that long. And the concept of like living in my own apartment by myself in New York, paying X amount of dollars, like that seemed truly like an unfathomable goal. Mm -hmm. It was like, like I literally lived off like $200 a month. Like I had nothing. And I think a big, as you said, like a big part of this sort of like coming of age thing for me is like, if I wanted to leave New York tomorrow, I feel like I have achieved everything that I wanted to in the sense of like, I did the full, like I came here with nothing. And at the end of the day, like I have a good job at a company that I like with a Mm. client that I always wanted to work on. I live by myself. Like I did it, Mm. you know? And like, if I left New York tomorrow, I feel like I could walk away and be like, okay, I, I, I did it. I did it properly. I'm out. Back to the Gold Coast. That's good. (laughs) Back to the GC. So maybe that's the big part of the reason why your 30s was more of like a celebratory cap on your 20s yeah, instead, yeah, instead, of, instead of the mental breakdown. But that the girl who had who you said had the breakdown at 30, yeah. was she from Australia too? No, she was she's from oh, was she she's from like from, Westchester or something? No, she's from the uh West Coast. Right. Um but yeah, I mean there's a yeah. lot So she was she was an American chick though. Yeah. Yeah, so it might have yeah. been like the whole journey that like the hero's journey, like the odyssey you had mm-hmm. with like the you know the celebratory the triumph that yep. you feel right now, which is great. Yeah. Maybe for her, there was no, no such thing as that. You know, yeah, what it was mean? just her, like the, the, the risk, struggle the, you're the risk that she took wasn't that but much of a risk. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's also you can just fly home. so the payoff yeah. wasn't as big as it was for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a difference. I do believe in this. I remember, you know, um, what's her name? Saying Barbara Corcoran. I love that woman. <laughs> oh, yeah. On Shark Tank? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you, you should listen to her. The real, the real estate queen of New York. Have you listened to her? Uh, she how came I made from this? nothing. How, right? how, uh, I, how I, built I Built This, this? my yeah, favorite yeah, yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's, her good. podcast it's is cool. one of my, it's, I think it is my favorite because she, I really believe that she goes, um, if you don't understand struggle, I will never hire you. Like mm-hmm. she, because you, you have to understand, like a lot of people that come to New York, usually have it pretty a safety well net yeah, yeah there's a safety net and rich, they rich kids rich white kids yeah, yeah. They, and from, they or like they don't they don't understand like actual struggle working hard right and then they're surrounded by other people that are like have it easier like the perception of like this great new york city life and yeah. when it doesn't pan out for them they like lose their mind mm-hmm. right i th- i see that a lot actually and i it, it it also i think maybe plays back to that whole thing about the australian not to just constantly shit on australians but like there is <laughs> no, there is a sense of sort of entitlement, maybe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and I think that's the reason why you know you asked me in the beginning like why I love New York. It's like New York does not give a shit. It's like the most humbling equalizer right. of, of of people, and it's I think maybe also to your point of like why I feel so deeply connected to New York is maybe because I came here with nothing and like not that saying I'm the best mm-hmm. person in the world by any means, but like have been able to make a very comfortable life here on my own with no, you know, like that feels, if you can do it here, it's like a fucking huge achievement. Right. You know, versus like, oh, you. I mean, it's true though. If you, the minute, I mean, in our work field, mm-hmm. the minute you say, I live in New York City and this is what you do in your creative field, every other city, hands down, doesn't matter, London or. It means something. Uh, dude. 
they bow down to you. Yeah. They like, they envy you. you well, I think that that plays to, to your original point of like, why did you come to New York? It's like, I don't want, I didn't want to, you know, work for 10 years in Australia, be the biggest celebrity in Australia, then come to New York. Everyone's like, who the fuck are you? Like, yeah. at least here, it's like, it means something, whether that be professional, whether that be life, what, like, I think that I am, I don't want to say addicted, but like, I appreciate that if you are successful in New York, it means that in some regard, you've had to like. It's an accolade. Ha- yeah. You've it's had to ha- hustle a bit, yeah. whatever, in whatever capacity that is. Hell yeah. New York. New York accolade. <laughs> yeah. I saw, I Am stru- I a New Yorker uh, yet? I struggled. Yeah. Struggled for so I long. Mean, yes, you, you have a do you? I, mean, I didn't know about that accent. whole story no. of like you coming here with nothing. I mean, that's very respectable. Because here's the thing. I well, not nothing. <laughs> right. we, we can parse that word too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. okay, you know what there, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Limited resources, Limited no res- safety net. No. Like you spoke English? I spoke yeah. 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 Huge. I did sp- yeah. No, it is. Huge, yeah. But you know, I think that that's that's a big thing. Like I give even when I hire assistants or whoever it is, if a person understands struggle and actually knows what hard work is, I I like them more. Mhm. You know, it's like I work with them easier because there's there's this like understanding. And I've worked with assistants that don't understand struggle and I'm like, fuck off. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. It's interesting. <clears throat> it's interesting also because when I first started working, I mean, we're quote unquote millennials. And when I first started working, like my bosses were like, what's the like baby boomers? I get right. like generation Gen X, Gen X, yeah. right? And there was this huge. Dis- I remember very specifically my first job, and there was this huge disparity with with my boss because in comes this kid, and it's like I can do twenty different things. I can edit right. videos. I can take photos. I can do design. I can write. Blah blah blah. It's all shit. No, <laughs> but like we're trained to like we grew up with the internet you know what i mean like pre-post internet which is also like a whole other topic that i think is so interesting but like we literally had both and we had these bosses who sort of grew up Uh, in a more traditional background and like especially say with ad agencies you're you're a number on a billing sheet you know like you're billed as a graphic designer or you're billed as a video editor or whatever and i found it really difficult because i'm this you know like rambunctious kid who just wants to do everything and they're like no you must do this one thing and it was this huge struggle because the people above me would um sort of get intimidated because they i think they could see like oh there's this generation coming that can kind of like do everything that i can do learn it quicker do it better faster blah 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 and it's it's been interesting now kind of the flip side of that is like managing gen gen z Z. gen z which is like the polar opposite totally where they grew up with the internet they're very liberated almost maybe to a fault at some point and totally and it's it's interesting kind of having that flip mentality of like i'm like am i outdated do but but to your point about the struggle thing is have you guys read the coddling of the american mind that no. book, yeah, it's you have yeah, read it. I have never read it, but I've heard it's. But, uh, my cousin always tells me to read it's, it. It's super yeah. interesting. It's but about it's college, right? And how they, a, they're yeah, feeding us bullshit. Yeah, in basically, yeah. and and kind of this whole a whole True. thing about to, to your point about struggle is that in the same way of sort of like I think the Me Too movement can be taken severely out of context and like men can't do anything. Mm. The same thing a little bit with like the whole Gen Z thing, where they're so liberated that. 
and again, I probably sound like really old right now, but no, no, say it, they, say it, say it all. No, but they they are so used to having this freedom of speech and like social media and all this right, stuff right, where right. they can sort of say whatever they want, whenever they want, and if someone quote unquote disagrees with them or has a uh, has a conflicting um, argument or or thought, yeah. they actually deem it as quote unquote unsafe. Like it's mm. a it's a it's a, a safety threat, right? Which right. is so interesting it's and complete bullshit. Yes, it's, complete uh, to bullshit. me it's complete yeah. bullshit. But it's interesting because now you know, like I'm have I have interns and I have yeah. younger people coming through, and like I think I had I never really had like a really good mentor or like great role model professionally, and I sort of set out to really be that person for a lot of other people. That's why right. we do the like Red Hooks Labs things. Like I want to be a positive role model in, in this creative field, but it's fucking hard. It's like you have these kids who come in, it's like they're a little bit lazy. They they're don't so really know want they don't really want to like challenge themselves. Like and again, I'm obviously generalizing and stereotyping right, here. Right. And I've had amazing interns as well and I've had great younger people, but Generally speaking, there is ninety percent of time. I'm struggling. I'm I'm sure with the same thing that like people struggled with me a little bit of like, I don't know what to do with them. And then I'm like, Am I old? Am I outdated? But yes, like, yes, you are. No, I but to no, the no, point but, but, of the struggle thing, it's like, if 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 everything that doesn't agree with your truth or your narrative is deemed as quote unquote unsafe and you just like don't talk about it or don't do it, what it like? And what's the point? What's no. the point? And like, that's the whole. There's no way of growth. There's no way of going. You can't even have a healthy conversation. You can't like the amount of shit that I did when I was an intern. Like me too. Like I used to go buy drugs for my boss. Like I used to like, do all my boss's laundry. Oh my god! Like the worst shit. And it's like that. I it, now it's like you get paid for your internship. You have a ten dollar stipend for lunch. You're not allowed to work past six. It's like this is heaven. Like Dude, it's insane. It's like, like <laughs> we. I mean, we all got fucked by the financial crisis. <laughs> So the unpaid thing was direct relationship to like the excess labor that was in the market. So then they knew the desperation that was in the young the young college graduates at the yeah. time. So they're like, oh, we cannot pay them, and they won't complain. Right. But now they're like, if you don't, if you do that, they're gonna start a shit like yeah. a they're shit. They're gonna fitter. post on yeah. TikTok and you'll be fucked. But I the mean, calling the American is fucking hilarious. But yeah. I think I think that's gonna come full circle and really just in the creative field. I've been actually talking about this mm-hmm. creatively how it's gonna fuck everything over and there's gonna be just shit work out there yeah because there's shit work out there and people are praising it and i'm like because you have a hundred thousand instagram followers it's like yeah and i'm like good it's not good yeah Yeah. and it's like but i mean i don't know i think i mean if if it makes you famous and it gives you money doesn't matter if it's good or not right yeah but you know but you know it's crazy but but back to back to our like what we said is like are people happy Uh, is that person happy probably not i mean influences again Really generalizing it. They're the uh, usually the worst. most boring, worst people. They're like miserable. They don't, I don't have any yeah. friends. Again, I, I don't like want to wish really genocide on any group of people, but <laughs> if someone could, if someone could liquidate all influencers, I fucking <laughs> despise them. Until you're, li- until you're, uh, like influencer. I, I like I, I understand. Like I get like Hitler feelings when I. How do you oh feel about God. How do you feel about TikTok? Uh, I don't know anything about it, but apparently it's cute and fun. I got on I've it during COVID purely to like, because I was like, all right, um, if I don't, I need to know what's up, you know? Uh, yeah, it's yeah. actually, it's actually quite fun, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um, I'm, it's I'm a, a whole, again, I feel, it's back to our topic of being 30, like I feel old on it and there's all these memes, like if you're a millennial and you're on this, like you're a loser. Um, okay. But 
No, it's great. It's good to see kids moving, like, mm. you know, physical activity. I don't know. It's I'm a, I'm a caveman. Like, <laughs> friend, Friendster, that was, like, that was, like, my peak. Friendster. What's that? Was that, like, AI? <laughs> that was, like, AIM it, was like it was, like, before MySpace my sp- oh. and before Facebook. There it was, was like, like, there's Zanga. Friendster? Do you remember Zanga? Zanga? Yeah. No, I don't think this came to Australia. Yeah. Or okay. Live Journal. That was, like, that was it. And after that, <laughs> like every, yeah, everything like that came after that, I was, like, I don't, like, I'm if, out. They, if they think I'm old, that's fine. I don't know, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> There's the question: Are we old? Is thirty yeah. old? I'm. I look like I'm twenty-one, so I'm good. In a, yeah. in a, in a, I mean, New York perspective, that's people will say it's old. I know. That's what's fucked up, and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm a child. But you don't. But you're comfortable <laughs> in your own skin, right? You don't care what other people think. No, <laughs> no, of course. But like, it, again, it is this. It is it. Like, if we are in maybe I don't know rural Texas again, like being an unmarried thirty-one-year-old woman is probably like prehistoric. Mm. But I, I actually disagree. I think in New York, like, yes, there's obviously a younger generation, but there's also, you know, like, the amazing people in the East Village who are, like, 50 and... Right. Oh, yeah, there's, like, like youthful, <laughs> like, youthful 50-year-olds. They're you know, cool. they, they wear, like, all pink and they, like, go to galleries. <laughs> no, no, no I've, I've, I've met them. They're very interesting You've people. In the yeah. East Village. Yeah, I opened a restaurant there a long time ago. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, thank you yeah. for coming on Oh, my God, it was show. so... This is my, like life goal you can, you is can, to you be can. A, have a chat on a podcast oh, you can, yeah, you can yeah. check <laughs> that off the bucket list come back on whenever oh, we're gonna have first a guest yeah. have, how did i do we have millions and millions you did great okay yeah, i had a good conversation it was fun okay. you know what i realized we need to have people write reviews yeah. on on our podcast no i don't i'm comfortable with my own skin i don't care dude, what like, <laughs> calling, dumb calling, bitch. calling of the american mind dude i can t- talk about that for hours but i don't want to <laughs> we can say we can save that i don't want to come off as i'll like come back grouch yeah, i'll, yeah. I'll be just a reoccurring back. guest yeah. once a month i'm oh, back sorry we need more diversity here on this podcast <laughs> don't you know you're too white yeah hell yeah <laughs> Wow. Um, well, thank you for having me. Uh, no problem. It was so fun. Of course. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. See you guys next time. Later. Is next this time. live? No, it's not live. Oh. Thanks for listening to Much